0: celebrate your Bronze Eco Church Award as well, so something for later. Where shall I start? I think I'm going to start with a, a bit of a story. So uh, in my life I've been chased by black bear, I've been attacked by a black mamba, the giant African snake, um, but I'm going to tell you my black rhino story. So uh, a few years ago I was doing a, a tour guiding trip uh, to South Africa to the Plansburg National Park. And I had in my jeep, uh, um, not only my family but some American tourists. And uh, one of the American tourists was particularly keen to see elephant. Now the secret of good tour guiding is you know where everything is. But you take everybody in the wrong direction so that when you eventually see the, the thing they've gone to see, they're so super excited they leave an enormous tip. So that's the way it works. So I knew where the elephant was uh, and she had a pair of very high powered binoculars and we were just getting into the jeep and she said, Stay! She said, I can see an elephant! And I was like, oh no, we haven't even got going yet. And sure enough, about a mile away, there was a big grey bum sticking out of a bush. So I I thought, well there's nothing we can do other than go and see it. And I was trying to recalculate what I could find that would uh, make the whole thing an adventure. So we were in two jeeps and we were Red Eagle 1 and Red Eagle 2 and I drove up and drove down towards, edged towards this big elephant. Do apologise, this is no indictment on you. So so there is this large grey bottom uh, just here and um, so I then explain how you recognise that it's a female from its rear end rather than the male by the, the creases and the length of the tail and so on. And it's at this point, I look to my right, and there's a baby black rhino uh, on the other side of the track, screaming for mum. And so I said, look, we've got two for the price of one. We've got an elephant on one side, we've got a baby black rhino on the other. Now, in all the guidebooks, it says, when you're tour guiding, the one thing you never do is to come between a mother black rhino and a cub. That is the most dangerous thing on the planet. And it's at this point that the elephant turns round and it's missing the tusk. It's just got one very large horn. And it then promptly decides that chasing me in the jeep is about what it needs to do. So I said, Red Eagle 1 to Red Eagle 2, reverse really fast. So we reversed up the hill at about 30 miles an hour with this rhino charging after us and got to the top of the hill and the rhino gave up because the baby was there. And um, the ranger who was sitting smoking from his shed at the top of the hill said, do you know what? He said, I could have told you that was not an elephant. But it was a lot more entertaining watching this happen. (laughs) (laughs) And at which point the American tourist said, see, that was so exciting, can we do it again? (laughs) Anyway, that's not the point of the, the message this morning. We're we're all aware that we're living through some incredibly dark and tough times. Uh, Every direction we look in, we see a crisis. During the course of this service, roughly 30 species of bird, animal, mammal, insect, plant will go extinct on this planet. That's a rough estimate. We're probably closer to a nuclear crisis than we have been since the Cuban Missile Crisis in the 1960s. We're in the middle of a cost of living crisis, we're in the middle of a climate crisis that is unparalleled and accelerating at a phenomenal rate. And if you're like me, it is actually very easy to despair. It's easy to stop and think, where on earth do we go from this point? And sometimes the things turn around and look you in the eye and you realise that what is ahead could be potentially pretty horrific. So what do we do? Where do we go? And I think there's five actions that we can take. The first is about prayer. It's all P's, but it's all fairly easy to remember. The first is prayer. Jesus taught us how to pray. And the purpose of prayer was twofold. One was as a reassurance to us that we serve an everlasting God who is bigger than the problems that we face. And the second is because prayer can move things, it can change things. You look at the life of Nehemiah, you see a prophet who in prayer changed the course of a city we're called to be a praying people like Nehemiah, where when we pray we are reassured that we serve an everlasting God. But then when we're facing the climate crisis, a biodiversity crisis, the cost of living crisis, and potential war, we are assured that the prayers we pray can and will make a difference. And so in the crisis and the environment, If you feel completely unable to do anything else other than to pray that is a huge and important contribution. The second is practical action. By you becoming an Eco Church Bronze Award winner as a church community you are committed to taking practical action for nature. And We all know that there's an enormous range of things we can do, both inside our church but in our gardens, in our, in our houses. So in my own garden, I've created a mini wildflower meadow. I've put up uh, bee boxes uh, for insects to go and hide in. We've got bird feeding stations all year round. We've got a little mini pond. Uh, we've got a herb garden for pollinating insects. And it's all in a, a space that's you know, incredibly small. So even in tiny spaces, we can make a big difference. And if you want ideas on actions that you can take, at the back, after the service, there's a sign-up sheet. And there are three uh, online media things that you can get hold of. First is e-news. So if you want to hear about what others are doing around the country for nature, sign up to e-news. The second is wild Christian. So if you want top tips and you decide that you are a bit of a wild Christian on how to transform your garden and your space or your community space or your churchyard, you can sign up to Wild well Christian. And then there's Eco Church Connect. As a bronze award-winning church, if individually you want to hear about what other churches are doing and get inspired, then do sign that up as well. So feel free to fill that sheet in at the back afterwards. So practical action. The third is petition as many of you will know, we have a new government that is the least popular new government in living memory. And I'm not going to get involved in the politics here but the one thing I will say is that they are about to rip up the rule book on climate change and on environment. There is a risk that we will go backwards on our climate agreements at the very time where there is a crisis. And so if you have got a local MP who you can talk to, then this is an opportunity as a church community to write a collective letter and say, we really want you to make a difference. So, petition those in power to change things. The fourth is persistence. One of the things with caring for creation is that often on the first attempt, it doesn't work. I took three attempts at creating a wildflower meadow in our garden, and that's with me as as somebody who should know things about conservation. It often takes time and takes energy. And when we turn on the news, it's very easy to feel completely overwhelmed by the scale and the depth of the crisis. But it's okay, because we serve a loving Father who sees us in that crisis watches over us and encourages us to keep going. And you have all, as a church community, come through the COVID crisis, and I gather come through really well. But that was a time where we served a God who was saying, just stick with it. Just stay with it, despite everything. So persistence. The final one is Praise. In that space where it's easy to despair and give up, it's very easy to forget that there's still some incredible things going on out there. There are amazing initiatives. There's people making a real change. So Let me tell you a short story. A couple of years ago, I was up in a, a very run-down area of Glasgow visiting a new conservation project that the local churches have got involved with. And sitting not far from where we were, I was going around with the councillors and the mayor, was a a man sitting cross-legged looking out into the bushes. And the councillor I was with said, whatever you do, don't go and talk to him. He's a heroin addict and a dealer and has got a real reputation in Glasgow. Now me being me, I thought that's exactly the person I want to go and talk to. So I went and sat next to him and the councillor stood there rather awkwardly and he said... I was about to say something, he said, no, don't say anything. He said, just sit with me for a while, Tally. So I sat there in silence, feeling a bit awkward, and he just stayed looking straight out at the bushes. And I was about to say something, he said, no, shh, don't say anything, just wait. And as we waited and watched, we were suddenly aware of a female fox coming out just 10 metres from us. And it looked at him straight in the eye. And they looked at each other. And it walked past, and then nine cubs, new cubs, came out and walked past. And he looked at me and said, unless you stop, you don't get to see what happens. And he said, this is where I find my hope. He said, I'm doing a lot of bad things, but this is where my hope is. And so it's critical, isn't it, that we learn to stop and listen and then praise God for the good things that are happening. That next day, that guy was arrested for dealing heroin and he is still in prison. But I'll never forget that moment of just stopping and waiting and praising God for that little moment where there was that acknowledgement that that fox and that man knew each other. And I found out that he sat there every morning at the same time for the previous six weeks. They really had got to know each other. So we need to be a people of prayer. We need to be a people who take action, practical action. We need to be a people of petition, who are willing to challenge our government and our leadership on the importance of change. We need to be a persistent people who no matter what is thrown at us, we keep going. And we need to be a people who don't forget to praise in a time of crisis.